0: Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Here we are in another broadcast to share the word of our Heavenly Father. And we are going right into this great chapter in the wonderful book of Ephesians. I know you must have heard or you must have read the book of Ephesians I want to encourage you to read it again and read it several times and let it sink in and pray that the Holy Spirit will make a life what you need to be made alive today. I also want to encourage you, if you can, try to find my broadcast on the Shield of Faith. I think that's a wonderful program that also fits so beautifully with the subject we will handle today. Because today, we are going to the sword of the Spirit. Hallelujah! Aren't you glad you have a sword? And what a sword we have. You know, there are famous swords in the world. You have that famous sword, Excalibur. Well, that's out of England, and that's a famous sword that they made movies of. And there's also that sword of Goliath. That was a famous sword. But we are going to that wonderful sword, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Ephesians chapter six, verse 17. It says, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So the sword is not spirit. The sword is the word of God. But it's the sword that is being used by the spirit. This is very important. Some people think that sword is some kind of a spirit, but the sword itself is the word of God and it's the spirit who uses it. And that's why it's such a famous sword because it is also the sword of every believer. The sword is the word of God that has been given to us, but it's the Holy Spirit through us that works that sword and that gives us success through that sword well if i would ask you and say please get your slippers your bathing suit take some sun lotion where do you think we're going well i think you probably think we're going to the beach or we're going to a swimming pool or something if i would say well don't forget your warm clothes and don't forget to bring your skis Well, then, you know, we're going to a snowy area and we're going to ski somewhere because uh, for water skiing, I don't think you would put on your warm clothes. But if I would tell you, don't forget to put on your armored vest and don't forget to put on your helmet and don't forget to bring your weapons. Well, then, you know, we're not going to some paradise to just uh, lay in the sun or go skiing or something like that. We're going into war. And so the Bible doesn't say put on your slippers and put on your swimming trunks. And it doesn't say put on your skis, but it says put on the whole armor of God. My dear friends, this is so important. Some people that become Christians, I don't know if it's the way it was presented to them or it's the way that they have made up in their own mind that it would be, but they think once they become a child of God, it's like getting on the escalator and you don't have to do anything anymore, but it's just one ride, smooth ride all the way up to heaven. But that's not what the Bible teaches us. Oh yes, hallelujah. I'm telling you, I'm bringing you the gospel of Jesus Christ which is good news, good news, great news that once you become a child of God, you will have peace with God and he will be your protector and you don't have to fear demons of hell or the devil himself. You don't have to fear death anymore. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life and whatever challenges you face in this world, God is with you to give you success, to give you victory. And we're going from victory to victory. We're going from mountaintop to mountaintop. But what some people forget is to go from this mountaintop to this mountaintop. It means you have to go down through the valley and pass through the valley. That's why we have those Psalms written for us that it says, even when I go through the valley of the shadow of death, Why would the Bible give us a chapter or verses like that saying, Even when I go through the valley of the shadow of death, if as a Christian, we would never have to face anything. No, as a Christian, we have to face many things. When we become a Christian, oh, I remember when that pandemic came. One person said, oh, John, I can never get it because I'm a Christian. Well, I've heard many Christians become very sick and even some lost their life during that time. And the Bible says it rains on the unjust and it rains on the just. It rains on the just, just like it rains on the unjust. We have to face things in life. We are still in this fleshly body, and sometimes we have to face times of sickness, and sometimes we have to face times of loss and of sorrow, and sometimes we have to face great attacks coming against us, people wanting to kill us, The devil is always after us to kill us and to take us away from the side of Christ. But hallelujah, God has not left us Just as we are, he said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to resist the devil, that you may be able to keep standing in those times when they are coming after you. Oh, dear friends of God, oh, know that you are in the army of God, but you are not defenseless. No, you have a great armor. You have that shield of faith. Hallelujah. You have that helmet of salvation, that breastplate, and those. Shoes and etc., you're girded up, read it all in Ephesians. But today, let's go to that one important weapon for our attack. You see, we need to take a stand, and to take a stand today, as it was in history, that's not always easy to take a stand. I mean, at the workplace, maybe, or in your family, or in the street that you are living. People are changing. They have become godless. And they're introducing so many godless things. And they're telling jokes that they are laughing about that are so unpure and you're in the midst of it all and maybe you're just smiling and maybe you want to be neutral but you're not going to have success by keeping neutral you need to pick a side have you picked a side have you a chosen a side have you chosen to stand with christ as christ has chosen to stand with you are you standing with him when he's being praised are you standing with him when they deny him or when they curse him we need to take a stand there people And sometimes it takes a lot of courage of God, and it takes the strength of the Holy Spirit, and it takes that sword of uh, the Spirit, the Word of God, to take a stand and to say, no, I'm sorry. Hey, we I like you, but, but I cannot go along with you. I cannot live that lifestyle that you are living. I cannot laugh at those jokes that you are laughing about. I cannot do those things in my life because I live according to a higher authority. I have the Bible. The word of God that tells me what is true and what is false. And I believe what the Bible says. And I want to live as the Bible tells me to live. And he has given me his power to live that way. Hallelujah. And that kind of a living is a prosperous life. It is a good life. It is a blessed life. Hallelujah. Oh, we need to take a stand dear friend. And not as some uh, fallen hero take a stand and so pitiful and so shameful. No, we take stand because we know what we are standing for. We know with whom we are standing. Oh, it's a privilege to stand with him for the truth and in the truth. But we also need to defend. Defend the things of the gospel. And we also need to attack. Now, if you look to history, and the time that this was written, it was written while the Roman Empire was there. The Romans, they had a great army, and those soldiers, they had a great armor. And Paul, he saw that, and he saw the spiritual side of those things. And those Romans, they had that breastplate, and they had the helmet, and the shoes, and they had the shield. But if you look to the picture, they always had a spare and they had a sword hanging to their side. But Paul doesn't follow the picture exactly as the Romans had it. No, he ignores the spear, and he puts everything in that one weapon, the sword. And that wasn't just because he didn't have enough paper to write on. No, there's a very important spiritual significance here. There is one weapon, and one weapon only, and one weapon we only need. It is the Word of God, not another Spare not some other kind of thing that we use or that we trust upon. We have one sword, one weapon for attack, and it's the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit. So we don't depend upon spare, and we don't depend upon other things. We have that one weapon, the Word of God, which is a sword, and it's the sword of the Spirit. This is important so that we will know upon what and upon whom we will trust. Well, we will not win if we make a compromise. We will not win if we stay neutral. We will not win by chance or by luck. We will win because we take the sword of the Spirit. Now, it doesn't say, if you please, it's there. If you want to, you can have it. It says, take the sword of the Spirit. In other words, it's a command to us. It's a command to you and to me today to take the word of the Spirit. You cannot just leave it. It's not an optional item in the armor of the Lord. It's not an optional item in the life of a child of God. A true child of God. We'll have that word, we'll cherish that word, we'll hold on to that word, we will clutch to it because we know this is the truth for us. This is what will bring us success. This is what will get us through every dark valley and bring us to the next mountain top. So we need to take that sword of the Spirit and use it. It's the Holy Spirit that takes that sword, the Word of God, makes it alive in us and brings it to purpose through us. Well, that's a funny thing. You know, if you study the Word, we read about the Holy Spirit being like a dove, so gentle, so kind. We read about the Holy Spirit being that healing oil that soothes the wounds. We read how the Holy Spirit is so gentle and so kind and so soft and all those other kind of words. He's the great comforter, hallelujah, for that. But you know, he is also a great warrior. Don't forget that. No, we know that God is love. Hallelujah for that. But it also says in Exodus 15 verse 3, for example, the Lord is a man of war. Jehovah is his name. The Lord is a man of war. Jehovah is his name. Oh, it doesn't just talk about God being some spirit floating around or so gentle like a dove and so kind. No, he's a God of war. You don't want to fight against him. You'll lose, we lose. The whole world will lose, even if they gather together as one against the Lord, they will lose because he is a great warrior too, hallelujah for that. Oh, isn't it great, you're on his side. Don't only think you can get God on your side. He is on your side when you are on his side. Do you want God to be on your side? Get on his side. Don't think that if you're walking a crooked road, you can get God on your side to do battle for you. You'll only have him on your side when you are on His side. Don't forget that, that's important. But the Holy Spirit, with that sword, which is the Word of God, He has to do great battle to win our hearts, to win our souls. Just start to imagine it for a moment. Here is mankind grown up as an atheist, grown up in some weird religion or some other stronghold of culture. And there are all these thoughts, these thoughts in mankind, these strongholds which are in some cases for generations. And some people are are, are so hurt and they are so disappointed that they have built up a wall around themselves. They don't want anybody to enter. And so they're so closed, and some by hurt, and some by pain, and some by wrong beliefs or wrong faiths or other things. And the Holy Spirit has to take that sword, the Word of God, and has to cut through all those strongholds, has to cut through all those false lies and wrong ideas of who God is, of who we are, of where we come from, of what our purpose is here, of what our future will be, of the grave, of death, of Satan, of heaven, of hell. There's so many false thoughts and strongholds that the devil put in place around this world in the hearts and in the minds of people And so many times, come on, I know you'll agree with me. You're talking with someone and you're sharing your faith, but you're saying in your prayer, Lord, I did my best. But they're just so closed. They're so hardened. They just don't want the truth. They just don't want the life and the light. They just don't want Jesus. Oh, when you mention the name Jesus, they get so upset. Oh, their lifestyle, it is so unpure. It's so awful. It's so so much hatred there, so much anger there. There's so much pain and suffering. It's like I'm not reaching them at all. I can never reach them by myself. I wouldn't know how to reach them, even if I speak like a very intellectual professor, even if I show such kind feelings of compassion and love, I just cannot reach them. They are lost and they are lost for eternity. But the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. He says, no, they are not because I have the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And I can pierce through all those wrong mindsets and painful attitudes and walls of anger and of bitterness. I can pierce through all those strange doctrines and wrong faiths and trust upon false gods and idols. I can pierce and break through all these barriers that mankind has put up, all through their false sense of peace and salvation. I can break through it and I can pierce their heart and wound them to bleeding that they start to realize that they start to see that they are lost and their heart is bleeding and hurting and there is nobody and nothing else that can save them. Their, Their false thinking, their doctrines, all their mindset, the gods, the idols that they were serving, nothing, nobody can save them except the living God himself, the living Christ himself who Gave his life upon Calvary. And they cry out to the Lord. People that you never expected it. They cry out to the Lord. And they say, oh God, whoever you are, save me. And suddenly the gospel comes in. Christ the Savior comes in. The light comes in. Hallelujah. How is it possible that somebody like that made such a turnabout in life, received the gospel, received Christ, got born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and became such a great witness of Christ around the world. It's possible because of the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and it was wielded in the hand of the Spirit. Oh, hallelujah, through the messengers that God had chosen. Oh, if I just think of Saul of Tarsus, he was such a man. He was such a man. He was in such a mindset and so close for Christ. He thought he was pleasing God by persecuting the church of Jesus Christ, killing Christians, putting them into prison. And he was on his way to Damascus to do the same. But he had an encounter with Jesus. He had an encounter of it God and the spirit broke through his mindset that had been built up through all those years. Religion had built up as a great stronghold in that mind, rejecting Christ. But now, oh, it went through. The word of God came through and suddenly Everything opened up and became different. And now he's one of the greatest evangelists. He still impacts the world today through all his writings in the church. Aren't you thankful for that? But like him, there have been many. I remember this one man. He came to our meeting with a pistol and he sat on the balcony, and he sat there to kill my father, and he had come there to kill my father. That was why he was in the meeting, and he took a seat on the balcony to have a clear sight and a clear line of fire, and he sat there, but while he sat there, the word of God, oh, the sword of the Spirit was working through the servant of the Lord, and it pierced his heart, that at the end of the meeting, he was crying out, save me, Lord, save me. And he gave his heart to the Lord and he was saved and he gave his testimony. Who can do that? How is that possible? Is the one who has the sword of the spirit, the word of God, but made alive through the Holy Spirit. Oh, my dear friends, you need to study this subject. You need to cry to the Lord. You need to know the Scriptures. You need to start reading the Word more and memorizing it and allowing the Holy Spirit to make it alive and to bring it into remembrance. And things will start to happen in your life. I want to encourage you today. Take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. (music) Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com.